you got cooking? How about cooking something up with me? Let's stir it up, boys. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. A weekly excursion into the fine art of preparing the world's most popular recipes under an open sky and an open flame. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the old grill sergeant, Randy Hayes. Let me just start by saying that we hope you all had a good Mother's Day in your house. The, the Hames household had a fabulous Mother's Day dinner. That was Sunday night. I'm fairly sure I mentioned last week that I was going to grill steaks for the family. And I also grilled an Impossible Burger for my daughter-in-law. She gave up meat nah, a couple of years ago. It went exceedingly well. <laughs> Except I overcooked my wife's filet mignon. Duh. I'm sure that you've also heard me talk about Cindy's obsession with well-done meat. So I used my digital thermometers on all the steaks. And when her steak assumed an internal temperature of 170 degrees, I pulled it off the grill and had her cut it open. It was still pretty red inside, at least for her taste anyway. So I put it back on the grill while I finished off everyone else's steaks. Now, this is a good lesson for all of us backyard chefs concerning the speed with which different cuts of beef cook. I had ribeyes for my son and me, and fillets for my wife and daughter, Skylar. And they do have very different expectations. Skylar is like my son Derek and me. She likes her steak medium at the most. That means red in the middle, kind of fading slowly to pink toward the outside edge. On the other hand, of course, my wife wants all that pink to be cooked out. So when I put her fillet back on the grill to accomplish that, I overcooked it and it dried out. Now, I'm always trying to be a better outdoor griller. So when I screw something up as badly as that, I don't want people to try to say that it's okay when it's not. You know what I mean? Just tell me the truth so I can make an adjustment next time and get it right. Initially, Cindy cut the steak open and said it looked great. But as she started to actually eat it, she admitted that it was dried out from too much flame. I apologized for my mistake, and she said, Oh, I was the one who told you to put it back on the grill, so it's my fault. And I immediately told her it was not her fault. It was my fault. I'm the cook. I've got to take responsibility for my own mistakes. She asked me to put it back on the grill. She did not ask me to turn it into a crispy critter. <laughs> Yeah, next time I'll stick the temperature probe back in before I put the steak on the grill again. Yeah, it didn't ruin Mother's Day dinner altogether, but I still felt badly about it nonetheless. Oh, and I cooked baked potatoes, about the size of footballs for everybody, which my daughter-in-law appreciated. She just broke up the Impossible Burger into smaller pieces and spread it over the top of the baked potato. Kind of like the way you put brisket on top of a baked potato, you know what I mean? I also made a satellite dish-sized bowl of mixed green salad with cherry tomatoes and avocado. So there was plenty of food for everybody. I just felt badly about burning Cindy's steak. Because, hey, it was Mother's Day after all. Meanwhile, my grandson Liam told his parents that he was especially excited about getting one of my steaks. And my son and I just cut off big sections of our ribeyes to give him. Because I got the ribeyes from Ron Brandani over at Brandani's Restaurant and Wine Bar in Missouri City. 
So they were huge to begin with. By the way, we're going to try to get Ron to come back on the BoydSeafood.org cooking show next weekend to talk about several different food topics. So don't miss that. And I think Liam loved the ribeyes because he ate almost every bite. He pretty much ignored the baked potato. You know, he and I took a trip to Fort Worth for a TCU football game a couple of years ago. And on the way up to the Metroplex, we stopped at one of my very favorite places to eat in the entire state of Texas, Height Miller's Steakhouse in Waco. I first started going there as many years ago. I was driving back from a TCU game alone, and I saw a billboard advertising Height Miller's on I-35. I'd never eaten there before, but I thought, wow, I bet they got a pretty good chicken fried steak there. And let's face facts, a good chicken fried steak is one of the most important fundamental elements of life in general. Don't you agree? <laughs> so I walked into what could only be described as a hole-in-the-wall shack. They had added on wings of construction that made it look like something you'd expect to see in the movie Deliverance. But when it comes to chicken fried steak, never ever judge a book by its cover. The chicken fried steak was to die for, and I made a mental note to make many more visits to Hype Miller's Steakhouse in Waco on my way home from TCU football games. Besides, I love to stop in any eating establishment in Waco wearing my TCU colors, <laughs> just to rub it in those Baylor fans' faces, you know? Are you listening, John McLean? So anyway, my grandson Liam and I took a trip to Fort Worth by ourselves, just the two of us, and I told him we were going to stop and eat at the now completely renovated Height Miller's. It's beautiful. Yeah, he agreed, but when I tried to get him to order the chicken fried steak, he asked if he could have a filet mignon instead. Now, I know there are other grandfathers listening to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show today. And I also know that you guys are probably just like me when it comes to your grandsons. If Liam wants a steak, Liam's going to get a steak. So I ordered a small fillet for him, and he promptly devoured every last bite. And just like Mother's Day dinner the other night, he hardly touched the steak fries he got as a side dish. So I asked the waiter if he could put them in a to-go box. About halfway between Waco and Fort Worth, I heard Liam in the back seat digging around in the plastic bag they'd given us. I asked him what he was doing, and he said, I'm going to eat those leftover steak fries. <laughs> and he did. He practically inhaled those fries. And then he asked me if we could stop at a convenience store and get an ice cream sandwich for dessert. I said, only if it's a Bluebell ice cream sandwich. He just said, well, that was the plan, Pop. <laughs> that boy, he is the coolest kid that ever lived. I couldn't be more proud to be his grandfather. So we sincerely hope that you had as good a Mother's Day as we had. Cindy's fillet notwithstanding. We centered on food and family, and that's as it should be. In fact, we'll continue that tradition today on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, we're honored to have a real culinary celebrity as our guest. We're going to visit with Stephen Reichlin. He's written dozens of cookbooks. He hosts several different TV shows in more than one country, the U.S., Canada, and Italy, for crying out loud. 
He's a five-time James Beard Award winner, and his book, The Barbecue Bible, won an award from the International Association of Culinary Professionals. Plus, in 2016, he was inducted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, obviously, Stephen is our kind of guy here on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. But we're going to talk to him today about his latest book, How to Barbecue Vegetables, the new Bible for barbecuing vegetables over live fire. This book is almost as thick as the original Bible, you know, the one that God wrote. So there are at least several hundred recipes and grilling ideas for us to discuss with him. I'd stick around if I were you. My daughter-in-law's excited. <laughs> I'm certainly no Stephen Reichlin, but I've been known to grill vegetables on occasion in my lifetime. I usually use one of those pans in which you grill fish so you won't lose the flaky meat down between the grates. I like to cut up squash or zucchini or potatoes or tomatoes or broccoli, whatever I can find in the vegetable drawer or the refrigerator. And then I coat them with some extra virgin olive oil, add some salt and pepper, throw them on the fire. I keep it simple, cause I'm stupid, right? <laughs> oh, and sometimes I'll toss in some shrimp from the fresh seafood market at Boyd's One Stop, or maybe some of that pecan smoked sausage from the Belleville Meat Market. Hey, then you got a whole meal, right? Come to think of it, the last time I did that, my wife raved about how good it was. But I think she was just happy she didn't have to cook the meal herself. See, she thinks she's being crafty, but I got to figure it out. Yeah, of course, she's the one who figured out how to get me to do it in the first place. So perhaps my self-confidence is misplaced. <laughs> so don't venture too far away from the radio, my friends. Today on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, we're going to feature a conversation with a real, live, culinary celebrity, Stephen Reichlin. And we'll all undoubtedly learn some new tips and tricks for grilling vegetables. And probably some other stuff, too. You know, like shrimp from the fresh seafood market at Boyd's One Stop. Or maybe some of that pecan smoked sausage from the Belleville Meat Market. Hey, maybe Stephen can tell me how to avoid turning a filet mignon into a meteorite. If your barbecue's gone up in smoke and your cooking reputation is at stake, stick around. The Old Grill Sergeant will be right back with more ideas and advice to make your next cookout sizzle. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. 
We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run, and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself, and you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like, never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big-box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Life is simple. Eat, sleep, grill. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hames. First timer alert, here is Stephen Reichland, who's a barbecue guru, if we ever heard of one. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Stephen's expertise and background in the barbecue world is deep and wide, and, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But let's start out by having you introduce yourself to the audience. We'd like to get to know our guests a little better. Where were you born, reared, and go to school? That kind of thing. Okay, I was born in Nagoya, Japan. My dad was in the service. I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, which was is not a particularly uh, well-known hotbed of barbecue. However, we do have one local specialty, which is called pit beef. It's uh, 
uh, bottom round or top round that is grilled over charcoal, sliced paper thin, piled on a Kaiser roll with horseradish sauce. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> and that is pretty awesome. Uh, I currently uh, spend my time between Miami, Florida, uh, and Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. What's your early career path right out of school? Well, I got a degree in French literature. Talk about a, uh, a practical degree that has guaranteed you wealth and uh, f- fame, fortune, and riches. Uh, and then on graduating, I won a uh, Thomas J. Watson Foundation Fellowship to study, of all things, medieval cooking in Europe. Wow. Uh, in college, I wrote my thesis on a medieval French poet. I was very into all things medieval and also into, I always loved food and cooking. So uh, much to my astonishment, this foundation gave me uh, what at the time was a huge amount of money to travel uh, in Europe, study the history of cooking. That's too bad. (laughs) I know. Explore the intersection of food, history, and culture. And in some sense, I've been doing that ever since. Well, we're sure that Stephen is much too humble to list off his many accomplishments, his accolades. So we'll do it for him. Just to establish his credentials as a barbecue guru, he first published the Barbecue Bible in 1998. It won the IACP Award. And since then, he's written over 30 books, including Project Smoke, Planet Barbecue, and How to Grill. And his books have won five James Beard Awards, three IACP awards. They've been translated into 17 different languages, but wait, there's more. Stephen is also an international TV personality. He hosts the PBS series of Project Fire, also Project Smoke, Primal Grill, Barbecue University. Plus, he also hosts two shows in Quebec, which I cannot pronounce, and one in Italy, which is titled simply Stephen Reichland Grills Italy. Moreover, He founded Barbecue University. He's lectured on the history of barbecue at the Smithsonian Institution, the Library of Congress, and Harvard. Stephen, they won't even let me visit those places. (laughs) And in 2016, Stephen was inducted in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. You are a busy man, Stephen. How do you even find time to eat the food that you cook? (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm more of a taster than an eater, but uh, I do, you know, I... uh Bob Dylan's line about he not busy being born is busy dying always uh, echoes in my ear. And, uh, I uh, figure this can't won't go on forever for any of us, so try and do as much as you can while you can do it. You sound like Mitch Albom, who talked in uh, Tuesdays with Maury about how he just spent his whole life working. <laughs> now, first of all, your bio says that you and your wife divide your time between Miami and Martha's Vineyard. You're in Martha's Vineyard right now. I am. So please. Please tell us, first of all, you're not one of those guys who calls hamburgers and hot dogs a barbecue. No, definitely. I mean, barbecue, you know, technically uh, barbecue are foods that are uh, smoked low and slow, uh, like brisket, ribs, pork shoulder. uh, And uh, the items that you referred to are grilled. That's high heat grilling. But, you know, after circumnavigating the four the globe four times to write books like planet barbecue and barbecue bible i think we can do a lot better than hot dogs and hamburgers <laughs> in texas we regard those kind of backyard chefs with great suspicion you know what i mean <laughs> of course you do yeah the new york times even called Stephen the julia child of barbecue but let's be candid Stephen. 
New York is one of those places where people call hamburgers and hot dogs a barbecue. Isn't that right? Well, actually, I, I think you need to update your view of New York because uh, New York now has some of the finest barbecue restaurants in the country. And I would put guys like uh, Billy Durney, you know, right up there next to, let's say, you're in Houston. So um, Killian's, that's, uh, that's one of the great barbecue restaurants in Houston. No doubt. Anyway, what I'm just trying to say is, What's really been amazing in the last 10 years is the proliferation of amazing barbecue uh, uh, everywhere. I mean, it used to be you had to go to Texas for it. Now you can find it in uh, many places. For the last few weeks on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, we've been discussing how to best attack that daunting task of cleaning out our cookers, you know, before the weather turns propane gas grill hot, which it does here in Houston, and you know because you live in Miami. So we'd love to get your take on that. First of all, how many backyard cookers do you own, Stephen? Well, let's see. Uh, probably a dozen in Miami, a dozen in, uh, in Martha's Vineyard, and then we have about uh, 40 grills at Barbecue University, uh, which is this year down at uh, uh, Montage Palmetto Bluff uh, in Bluffton, South Carolina. So I have quite a few. Hmm. Uh, but I would, I'm scratching my head a little bit because your question sort of implies that um, people actually stop using their grills and smokers at some point during the year because of uh, this dreaded thing called winter. <laughs> and, you know, I'm one of those guys that even when I lived in Boston year round, uh, I, I grilled all, you know, I grilled all year long. I chipped the ice off my uh, barbecue and uh, grill, you know, grilled all year round. But Stephen, in the North, uh, when the snow gets, deep yes doesn't that rust out grills well uh what we uh like to say in my business is uh when it snows what do you shovel first the path to your car or the path to your grill <laughs> and uh, uh back now i'm saying this with 30 years in my uh 30 winters in miami uh under my belt so uh i don't know if i'd be quite so glib if i lived up north uh still but Back when I did. How often do you undertake this delightful task of cleaning out those cookers? Um, you know, I guess uh, I would say for me, since um, since I'm always grilling in a warm climate, uh, I would say as necessary. But to me, the you know the best way to keep a grill clean is just to use it often. Uh, the more you use a grill, great. You know, and if you practice good grill hygiene, eating it hot, you know, oiling it when you use it. And, Clean brushing it clean after you're done. That's really important. Emptying your drip pan on a regular basis. You shouldn't really need too much uh, too much maintenance. It's I, I really uh, advocate cleaning a grill. You know, every time you use it, rather than kind of waiting it for it to for it to get really disgusting. Well, you're speaking about what you advocate. Do you advocate for doing one of those uh, post cooking uh, sears where you? Uh, char the the remains on the grill and then scrape it off yeah well when i'm grilling i'm generally working over high heat to begin with so but i do take the food off serve it i usually leave the grill on for about 10 or 15 minutes then come out and brush it again that's really important because you know i think a lot of people think that well once they're done dinner you know uh, once they're done cooking they're done with the grill and you know i'd like to reassure people that that salmon skin that you left stuck on the grill grate is not going to make your food taste any better uh, three days later. <laughs> do you use cleansers, detergents, or do you believe in seasoning of sorts? 
Yeah, I'm a seasoning guy. I, I do not use cleansers. When, you know, the only place I might use a cleanser is on the outside, stainless steel cleaner if I needed. And sometimes, you know, under the dome of a charcoal burning grill, you get uh, you get a buildup of a kind of charred carbon. And that I usually would remove just by, uh, by brushing with a stiff wire brush. What about oven cleaners? Some people have tried oven cleaners and then turn the grill on high and get off that junk in the lid. Yeah, I don't really like that. And I, the reason I don't like it is uh, that oven cleaners have ammonia in them. And I don't know, they just, that just, just doesn't grab me. But what I, you know, as I think about that, what we do, sometimes the prongs on a rotisserie, you know, if you've been doing chicken, they get a little gross. And sometimes we will hit those with oven cleaner, but then rinse them very, uh, wash them off very thoroughly to get any of the oven cleaner off. Now, all of this is great advice, and we amateurs are always looking for new and inventive ways to get the job done. But Stephen has written a new book. It's titled How to Grill Vegetables, the new Bible for barbecuing vegetables over live fire. He's also doing a virtual event this next Thursday that we want to talk about. So can you stick around for another segment, Stephen? I would love to. Stay patient. Dinner will be ready right after the smoke alarm goes off. Randy will be right back with more smoke and hot tips for you and your old plane right after this short break. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, a electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant, all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door, with a wide variety variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Hi friends, Randy Haynes to tell you about Cellular and Satellite. Cellular and Satellite are specialists in wireless data plans for businesses. Because they buy in large quantities, Cellular and Satellite can give you a data plan on the same provider you're using today, but at a lower cost. Cellular and Satellite can also combine the two largest wireless providers into a single data plan. Two carriers with better coverage, but only one invoice to pay. 
If your workforce is international, Cellular and Satellite offers a global data sim with fixed pricing in over 200 countries. You'll never have to pay international roaming charges again with Cellular and Satellite. And they can handle all your wireless data needs whether you need 10 or 10,000 data sims. So if you're an IT professional, mobility manager, or business owner, save money and increase your network availability by letting Cellular and Satellite simplify your wireless life. Call Cellular and Satellite today, 832-551-1000, or go to CellularAndSatellite.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a complete computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Stand back. We've got our grill on. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hayes. We're honored to be hosting Stephen Reichland today. He's a James Beard award-winning author and international TV host. He specializes in barbecue and grilling. So thanks for sparing a few extra minutes with us today, Stephen. We appreciate it. My pleasure. You've written more than 30 books. We're sure you're intimately familiar with the barbecue techniques employed in various parts of the country. Talk about the differences between how we barbecue here in Texas versus other barbecue meccas like Kansas City or Memphis or the Carolinas? Well, sure. Okay. And first of all, let's just make sure we are talking about barbecue. That is uh, indirect uh, cooking with uh, at a low temperature with a lot of wood smoke. Although actually that low and slow is a little bit of a myth because a lot of the pit masters in Texas do get their pits pretty hot. But I would say that, you know, and again, Texas is a huge state, uh, a lot of regional differences. But I think when most Yankees, I guess you would call me, think about Texas barbecue. We're thinking primarily of beef and especially about brisket or beef plate ribs. The seasonings are very simple, usually just salt and pepper. The wood is typically oak, not mesquite like a lot of people outside of Texas think of. The uh, preparation is, uh, you know, the cooking time is a long time, uh, low and slow. Uh, And the meat is really served pretty simply. In fact, some places don't even provide barbecue sauce. Uh, When you get to a place like Kansas City, uh, it's uh, more more spices in the rubs. I mean, the typical Kansas City rub has salt, pepper, paprika, brown sugar, cumin, chili powder. Uh, The wood in Kansas City, typically hickory or fruit wood. But what really sets Kansas City barbecue apart is uh, the sauce, and it's a sweet, smoky sauce in the style of KC Masterpiece. Now, another interesting thing about Kansas City with brisket, you guys in Texas cook a whole pack of brisket, so you've got the deckle, the fatty part, and then you've got the lean part. 
In Kansas City, they separate the deckle and the flat. They barbecue the flat. Uh, they cook it to a lower temperature, so it's still a little tough, and then they get it tender by slicing it paper thin on a meat slicer. They take the deckle and they barbecue that, dice it, barbecue it separately with sweet barbecue sauce and make what are known as what they call burnt ends. Well, it, 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 we would love to talk about Memphis and the Carolinas, but I want to give you plenty of time to talk about your book. Stephen's written uh, books on how to barbecue every kind of meat known to man and woman, because there's lots of really good female barbecue chefs too. But his most recent book is How to Grow Vegetables. Right. It's called The New Bible for Barbecuing Vegetables Over Live Fire. So first of all, let's establish the cooking technique we're employing here. Are we doing a quick grill fire or low and slow smoking process for vegetables? So uh, for vegetables, we're actually doing both. Now, in general, vegetables are direct grilled, high heat, you know, true grilling. And that is true of most high water content vegetables like corn, like mushroom, like peppers, uh, uh, zucchini. However, when you get into your harder, denser vegetables like potatoes, like winter squash, like beets, rutabagas, uh, there you want to work indirect because they require a much you know, longer, lower heat and a much longer cooking time. Uh, one of my favorite ways to cook vegetables is what I call caveman-style grilling. That's where you uh, are working on a bed of embers, no grill grate needed. And uh, caveman grilling is great for eggplants. It gives you, you know, nice, you char the skins and you drive the smoke deep in the eggplant. Uh, that makes a killer baba ganoush. Bell peppers are great. Tomatoes are great caveman grilled. But in my new book, How to Grill Vegetables, there are also vegetables that are cooked on the rotisserie. I do a Moroccan-style uh, whole cauliflower cooked on a rotisserie. Um, that's really great. It's, you know, what amazes me about the vegetable world is just how incredibly diverse the flavors, the colors, the textures are. But almost universally, uh, the flavors, colors, and textures are improved by direct grilling. Well, one of the first items that caught our eye was smoke-roasted German-style potato salad. Yeah. There's a huge German community in Texas. Of course. So tell us how you prepare that dish. So uh, I smoke-roast the potatoes. I'm using fingerling potatoes, which I cut in half. And by smoke-roasting, very simple process. I put them in a foil pan, uh, olive oil, salt, and pepper. Grill set up for indirect grilling, uh, kind of a higher heat, about 400 degrees. Uh, if you're working on charcoal, you know the coals are raked out to the sides, wood chunks on the coals. And that's the potatoes. Already the potatoes are sort of crusty on the outside. They're creamy, soft on the inside. They've got a nice smoky edge. And then the, uh, the dressing, uh, as it were, uh, it's a German style, meaning that you start by sautéing bacon. Uh, I notice I said how to grow vegetables. It's not a vegetarian book per se, although there are a lot of vegetarian recipes in it, but when meat will make a recipe better, meat there will be. Bacon makes almost everything better. Sure it does. So you brown bacon in a uh, cast iron skillet, deglaze the pan with cider vinegar, and then add sugar. So you think about uh, what, you're, uh, what we've got, the, the fat, instead of the oil of the mayonnaise, you've got bacon fat. That's a win. <laughs> uh, the acidity comes from the vinegar. Uh, the sweetness comes from sugar. And... Um, it is a, you know, and the smoke comes from the potatoes and the bacon. So it's an absolutely amazing, amazing way to, to handle things. Well, my daughter-in-law is a vegetarian. You mentioned, well, I don't know. Maybe she's a vegan. I always get those terms confused. So describe how you make these 
Quesadillas with grilled corn, poblanos, and pepper jack cheese. Oh, yeah. She probably won't go for the cheese, but describe it anyway. Well, so, uh, you know, quesadilla, you know, uh, we think of it as a Mexican grilled sandwich. Very often, actually, in Mexico, quesadillas are deep fried. But I like to grill them. I like the crustiness that you get uh, when you grill a uh, tortilla. Um, this uh, just has an incredible uh, smoke flavor from grilled corn and grilled poblano chilies. A little bit of heat with that. Uh, I do like to add cheese because a quesadilla, queso means cheese in, uh, in Spanish. So, you know, a uh, quesadilla without cheese is a little hard to imagine. Uh, but there are some vegan cheeses uh, that I suppose you could use. Uh, some made with nuts that are quite tasty. Um you know, if you can use the cheese better, but uh, I, I want to bring as many people under my tent as possible. And there really is some amazing vegan food these days. Obviously, Stephen is a wealth of information about grilling and smoking vegetables on our backyard cookers, but he's hosting a virtual event this next Thursday that many of our listeners will want to join in on. So tell us about that, Stephen. Yeah, so uh, I'm doing a virtual book signing. You know, in normal years, I would, uh, during uh, a book launch, I would be on tour and I would be coming to uh, your fair city in person to do a book signing in person. Uh, instead, we'll be doing a virtual uh, book tour via Zoom at uh, Blue Willow Bookstore, uh, 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, and during that time, I will, uh, I will show you how I grill uh, artichokes from the new How to Grow Vegetable books. Uh, I'll discuss the book. I'll answer questions. And uh, there is a mechanism for getting your book personally autographed. So it's the next best thing to, uh, <laughs> you know, an in-person book sign. Listen, though, it's so funny. I've, been, I've done barbecue classes via Zoom. I've done barbecue universities via Zoom. You know, we, uh, as a species, we are very adaptive, and I think we are adapting to the new reality uh, that we live in now. Hopefully, it won't last for more than another year. Boy, that's the truth. Do, do we need to sign up for this event, or can we just find you online? And if so, how so? I believe you need to sign up. So uh, I would call Blue Willow for details. Uh, and if people want to know more about my activities, uh, I'm at barbecuebible.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E-B-I-B-L-E.com. Uh, that's my website. You can sign up for my free bi-weekly uh, Up and Smoke newsletter. Uh, give me all the latest news, tips, uh, recipes, restaurant recommendations as they come up. Um, uh, you know, also, uh, this has been an incredibly busy month uh, uh, for me uh, because this is also marks the uh, launch of the new season of my Project Fire TV show. Ah. We did actually manage to take the new show uh, social distance with a COVID officer on the set uh, and the crew masked. And that started airing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but uh, uh, that typically airs on Saturday and Sunday and uh, just uh, check with your local PBS station. And don't forget Stephen's latest book, How to Grill Vegetables. It's the new Bible for barbecuing vegetables over live fire. Thanks for your time, Stephen, and we'll be there Thursday night. Well, thank you so much. Pleasure chatting with you. Grill on. Life is short. Grill while you can. Randy will be right back with more food and fun after this break. 
Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself. And you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide 
variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all. 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. May the forks be with you. This is the Boyd's Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the guy who turns all the grills on, Randy Hames. And now, broadcasting live from inside his pickup truck, <laughs> somewhere in beautiful downtown Columbus, Texas, here he is, the star of stage, screen, and the H&H Show, and physical therapy rehab, Fred Olson. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> what, I don't know, what, what do you say after that? Oh, but thank you, and, and thanks for coming. And then I leave. I, <laughs> I can't top that. So what are you doing in the big city, big guy? I'm watching the price of gas go up. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, no, you were going to the doctor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I went to the ENT guy, uh -huh. my Dr. Stephen Wright, ENT man to the former stars. <laughs> so, yeah, I got that done and, and uh, grabbed a little coffee and uh, thought I'd head back to the ranch here. But I thought, you know, we, we got to communicate every week and kind of catch up on things. So. so, how's the shoulder, old pal? Are you sleeping in your own bed yet or are you still propped up in the recliner surrounded by pillows and the dog? <laughs> <laughs> so, tonight I'm actually going to get back. I'm going to try the bed tonight. I haven't yet. But yeah, the shoulder's getting better every day and there's that six-week mark I'm going to hit to take this off. After that, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'll take it off. Well, let's talk about physical therapy for a minute, because I think a lot of people have a misconception about what physical therapy actually is. <laughs> Most of us view it like a workout, but it's really more like physical torture than it is physical therapy. <laughs> that I know there's a lot of pain involved. What's the old saying? No pain, no gain? You know, and that's so true, especially with a shoulder injury, because you have to stretch it. You, If you want full use and full mobility, you have to endure some, some re-stretching of things. You know, when you reattach things, you've got to stretch them back out. So that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to, I think, in this, here in this next week, as soon as Dr. Tom okays that. But he, he wants to make sure everything's, I guess, healed up and, and in a place. And, uh, yeah, no pain, no gain is true. And uh, that's the easy part. I mean, the hard part of uh, shoulder surgery is... Uh, first getting over the pain and then you go back in for PT. So but that's all right. And I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm mentally prepared. Uh, physically, I don't know, but mentally, I certainly am. <laughs> well, hey, we wish you well in PT. And just know that there are lots of prayers out there being offered up in your name. So just hang in there, okay? I tell you what, I, I'm, I'm covered up in it. And, and uh, I just ran into a guy I know. I've known him for like 20 years. He's really not close, but he's, he's, he lives not far from me. And I said, how you doing here for ENT? No. He says, pancreatic cancer. Oh, no. So I came out of the truck and I prayed for him right away because that's what you do. You don't just say, hey, I'll pray for you, then walk away. You do it. You have to do it. So what's his name, Fred? His name's Bob. Well, then let's just stop and pray for him right now, okay? Yeah. So, Father God, you know that he is, he is one of your sons. He, he loves you and he's a man of God, but you know all of that. You know what's going on there. And you also know that we, you want us to raise our voices when we have a request, even though it's in our hearts. You want us to speak it and make it make the words real, bring that bring those, uh, those words alive. Like you breathe life into us. We breathe life into your words. And you said, ask anything in Jesus name in the father's name through Christ Jesus. And that's what we're asking that you not just uh, guide the doctor's hands. We ask that too, but you heal this man totally and completely. We, 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 we're not asking for half measures in the court of heaven. We're asking for all of it to take place. And we want to thank you in advance for looking at that situation. There are so many hurting right now, 
so many people in pain, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. We ask that you look at this case in particular, Father God, and you bring him total, absolute healing. Amen. And anybody who's listening who needs that prayer, it's for you too. Because we know you're there. <laughs> we know you're everywhere. And uh, yeah. Yes, sir. So thanks for doing that. Well, last week we talked about Mother's Day, and you said you had plans for the mother of your children, Miss Bev. <laughs> so tell us what you did and how it worked out. Uh, I did uh, a lamb. I did lamb chops on the grill on my Weber E410 or whatever that is I got from, uh, from our good buddy. <laughs> Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. Then I made a light salad, one-handed. <laughs> and uh, we'll 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 give it a new name, Fred's one-handed <laughs> salad. <laughs> right-handed salad. That sounds kind of creepy, but. And then I I took some uh, red potatoes and uh, had Bev slice them up because I couldn't, <laughs> and I coated them with Parmesan oil, paprika, salt, and pepper, and some garlic powder, and and roasted them in the oven. And that was kind of it. No dessert. Well. I talked about my mom in the monologue last week, but we never got around to discussing your mom. Tell us what you remember about your mother. I, I met your brother, Harv, but I never met your mother. So I feel like I kind of missed out on something. Well, Margaret was, was really interesting, really bright, well-read, and uh, intelligent. Um, I'll, I'll say all glowing things about her because there were parts of our relationship that weren't good. And that's the thing about Mother's Day. People don't realize for, for many people, Mother's Day is, is a rough road to hoe. Yeah. And, and I get that. But I, I'd, re, I'd regained uh, a balance with my mother toward the end of her life. And I was here to say goodbye to her before she left, just before she left. In fact, it was on a Mother's Day. Wow. So isn't that funny how that happened? Interesting. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, she, she left this earth knowing that I loved her. And uh, that uh, forgiven and all those kinds of things. But yeah, she was she was a heck of a lady. In fact, it's funny you would mention that. I was sitting in the coffee shop. I was thinking about how if she walks into a room, she kind of owned it. She was one of those kind of people. <laughs> and uh, but, <laughs> she had that ability. And she made friends. People would go, you, we love your mother. How you? I said, well, maybe as much or more than I do, I actually, at times. Because I've had my challenges with my mother. She's she the most amazing woman ever. I go. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to live with that woman. <laughs> but, I, but I'm serious. I go, well, I'm so glad you feel that way. And that's just great. She had that ability to, to just really draw people to her. And they were just amazed as, as she got older that, that, that her, her mind was really so good right up until the end. I mean, she just, she just uh, was, was sharp as a tack. In fact, probably a little too sharp sometimes. But anyway. Uh, great lady, and I'm glad she gave me birth. In fact, at church on Mother's Day, I was asked to give the closing prayer, and I said, thanks for all the mothers, even the ones that we might have been challenged with, because God breathed life into us through them. Yeah. So for that, we owe them a, a debt of gratitude. We really do. Well, you know, we've talked about this before. It's amazing how our two lives have paralleled one another over the years. And I said this in the monologue, my relationship with my mother was very complicated, too. I, I had a psychiatrist friend of mine once say, I know it's a cliche, but it really does go back to your mother. Uh -huh. And what he was trying to say was that all the good qualities and the bad qualities in our character are kind of an offshoot of the way we were reared, the lessons we learned from our mothers. Yeah. And you and I were very fortunate 
to have good mother figures who instilled some high values and some strong morals in us at an early age. As, as my dad used to say, boy, that woman is the only thing standing between you and life in prison. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's funny. That's good. That's good. Okay, so uh, let's talk about your family now, the, the Olson Family Garden. How are the fresh vegetables coming along? We're actually going to eat a tomato this week. One, that, I don't know. It's the earliest I've ever seen one. Uh, really doing well. Squash reading, uh, zucchini uh, coming in. Beans are starting to come in. So yeah, it, it's happening. I mean, it's, we had that eleven inches of rain a few weeks ago, and it just everything has exploded, including the mosquitoes. They're growing rapidly, <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're starting to name them. They're coming around so often. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's George. Look. <laughs> 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 well, there's method to my madness because we just hosted Stephen Reichlin, who has written over 30 books about barbecue and grilling. He's an international TV host about grilling and barbecuing, and he's won a fistful of James Beard Awards. Wow. The New York Times even called him the Julia Child of Barbecue. <laughs> well, isn't that something? Oh, my goodness. Where's my margarita mix? Oh, dear. <laughs> so what is his name again? Uh, his name is Stephen Reichlin. Okay. And it's spelled funny. It's R-A-I-C-H-L-E-N, but it's pronounced Reichlin. And the name of his book is How to Grill Vegetables, the New Bible for Barbecuing Vegetables Over Live Fire. And I realize that's a misnomer because you're not actually putting barbecue sauce on vegetables. But he's a Yankee. What can I say? To them, hamburgers and hot dogs for a barbecue. That's a barbecue, yeah. When, when of course, I grew up in Minnesota, and they go, well, we're going to have a barbecue, and which was, you know, it was charcoal briquettes <laughs> and a very flimsy, flimsy round grill with two bad wheels. <laughs> but they've come a Weber. It's come a long way. Boy, they sure have, buddy. So, Broadcasting live from inside his pickup truck somewhere in beautiful downtown Columbus, Texas. This has been Little Rufus Rosenfeld himself, the Story Guy. That's right. Join us again next week when the Story Guy will tell us. It looks like my truck needs a tune up. That's how common it is all over the place. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Send us your burning questions and favorite recipes in a private message on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Cooking Show, or visit our website, theoutdoorcookingshow.com. Join us next week for more tasty food and fun over a red-hot grill on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. How's about cooking something up for me?